Hey everybody, you in the wrong hood. I'm Mike, that's Tommy. How's it going? That's Kevin. What's up y'all? And uh, before we get going into the topic, we got email, this is a little, little bit ago, from a guy named Andrew Rice, R-I-E-S, Rice, Reese, uh, whatever. Andrew, Drew, he's kind of turned into our Minnesota correspondent, and remember in episode five, we uh, we talked about undefeated team. We were talking about the media, and they talked about this undefeated team, the Pioneers. This was in uh, Mighty Ducks 1. Yes. The last team to go 28-0. And there's there's different tiers and whatnot. We were not sure. Andrew comes through and really clarifies it all. I'm not sure if I'm going to read the whole thing, but I'll read some of it. In regards to the Tier 1, Tier 2, and wire-to-wire Pioneers that went 28-0 in 1983, that article is no doubt in regards to the controversial move by the Minnesota State Hockey League, whose decision to decision in the early '90s to go to a two-tiered year-end high school tournament format. Prior to this, all schools were eligible for one tournament in the early '90s. I think '91 was the first year they implemented it, which would be, which makes sense for the Ducks here. '92. They put the eight Minnesota section winners in the Tier 1 championship. Then everyone else had a second chance and played in a consolation-type tournament to get into the eight-team Tier 2 tournament. So I did not remember if the Ducks were in Tier 1 or Tier 2, but I would assume they are in Tier 2, which is basically a consolation. So it's not even that good of a state championship. And then talks about that more. And then, But the real thing is... The pioneers in question were undoubtedly the Hill Murray Pioneers, a private school that's long been a powerhouse in Minnesota high school hockey. They went 28-0-0 and winning the 82-83 state title, which I think is still the last time a team has run the table. Thanks to the Ducks, obviously, for breaking the Hawks. So, Andrew, coming through with some knowledge on us here. Shout out. Yeah. Really, well done, Drew. Yeah, really broke it all down. Moving to our topic. Tommy, what's our topic today? Jesse Hall. That's right. That's right. Jesse Hall. A lot of thoughts on Jesse Hall. So the first time we meet Jesse Hall is when Bombay, well, the first time he really plays a role. I think he was like running around with the kids and whatnot. But the first time he really plays a role is he is the first practice when Bombay shows up and Jesse Hall is all about, oh, you in the wrong hood and all that kind of stuff. And he really steps up to Bombay. And this is kind of a theme throughout the movie that he is this. Every time Bombay does some kind of whack, to for lack of a better term, some whack shit, Jesse Hall steps up and is like, "What about you?" and whatnot. So, is Jesse Hall really the leader of the Ducks here? In some sense, I think for the original Ducks, in the first scene that we meet them playing hockey, he is the leader. I think it, I think it's obvious, really. I okay. There's a difference between being a leader and being the most vocal person on a team, or the most popular. That's 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 a good point. But he, at the same time, who else would be the leader? If he okay, if he isn't the leader, he is at the very least the voice of the Ducks at that point. Are you saying there's a difference between that? I do think so. Well, no, I I agree because I think we've talked about how Fulton is like the silent leader. And and obviously Charlie is given the C for whatever reason, and so he's you know technically the leader. And but we've talked about how Fulton kind of leads by example and everything, and he might be the true leader of the Ducks. So I think I think later on Jesse is definitely like the most vocal, while like 
Charlie might be the captain or Fulton might be leading by example. Charlie's like a figurehead. Charlie's yeah. just there taking up space. He's like Joe Paterno. He just roams the sidelines. Yeah. And, yeah. Ooh. Ooh, nice little stab. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Nice. Like it. Like it. Yeah, sweeps things under the rug. But anyway, and so Jesse, I think at the beginning, though, what, what Mike was saying, he's definitely the leader at the beginning. Like, no, he's definitely vocal, but at the same time, he's a leader, but they don't necessarily have like a true captain. I mean, who wants to be like the leader of this shit, like 0 5 team or whatever? Yeah. I think Fulton kind of grows into a leader, and Charlie at this point is Spazway. So it's interesting that. Jesse kind of takes this role and he comes in and he hates Banks. And as this leader, shouldn't the kids follow him? And do they follow him really in hating Banks? That's kind of, that kind of goes back to my point. I, I don't think he's like the actual leader. He's just the most vocal of them all. So he kind of appears to be the leader. Well, they do follow him though. Isn't he the, uh, kind of the the lead you know kid and when they walk out on bombay when they find out he was a hawk or whatever i remember well peter mark does it first are you talking about after the after the game or before the game yeah doesn't he uh doesn't he go out i, think I know peter does peter i think peter walks out first mm-hmm. and then i don't know if some other people do and then i know, I know carp does he's got this really screwed up look on his face <laughs> and can't then, get that out of my nightmares and then i know jesse hits terry's like come on man so oh, that's a good point. They do. They. I don't. I don't think they're the first ones to do it. But okay. they. They are very. They're high up. In the list of people to walk out. But. But you bring up a good point with Banks. Uh, I guess. But at the same time, it could just be like Banks is a good player, and they recognize that right away. And I guess Jesse was the only one who did not embrace him. Like once he scored a goal. And so. Jesse isn't the leader anymore then. Jesse's like the kid that's like worried about his playing time because a better player is coming in. You know, he's like, oh, this kid's going to come and steal my thunder. Like, that's oh. not a leader to me. Okay, so I mean, you think it's just all selfish. Like, I think so. Okay. Well, if, if think about it this way, it's just like the leader, he was the leader because I, I think he was probably the best player on the Ducks. When they were really bad, before any of them got good, he was the best of the worst. And I'm not saying he was any good. He's the... The best smelling shit. <laughs> exactly. The shit that is District 5. And so he probably thought that, hey, I'm the best smelling shit. So, you know, you know, he kind of rose up and he probably that might have played into his personality. You know, he's kind of, you know, loud and I guess maybe has an attitude with authority. And so that kind of played into it because he was good and everything. And then, like you said, when Banks comes along, well, I'm not hot shit anymore. And, you know, what do I have? So, and yeah, that's not a... That's not a true leader, but he was the leader just because by default. They, yeah, by default they had to have one because they were so terrible. I mean, gotta gotta have someone go like flip the coin at the beginning. May as well be Jesse. So, so, hang on, before we go on, if somebody just say, let's say Charlie, we'll throw Gee, Charlie Gee, and Jesse had an idea, whether it's hockey or not. Who whose idea do you think they go with of those three? At the beginning. At the very beginning, if they're on the pond, say, hey, let's go see a movie, and they each have a different one. I think they're going with either Jesse or Geese. I think they go Jesse. Jesse? Yeah. Probably Jesse. And Geese is the kind of guy who'd be like, okay, yeah, let's go see Jesse. He's right. not, he does not like going to get in yeah. conflict and whatever. So, so no, Geese didn't go what Connie wants, though. So. Yeah. That's true. So they're going to go see a walk to remember. See, well, <laughs> you've got mail. Yeah. <laughs> is that Kimera? No. 
Uh, that was yeah, like in like yeah. 98 or something. Yeah. They didn't even have the internet back then. Thanks, Al Gore. Shout okay. out. Okay. Back to the bank's question. So you're just saying this is an all completely selfish thing. Because I kind of saw, I, I see the like playing time deal. But I do think Jesse kind of was like, all right, this is that. Like we were in this together. And I don't think it's completely selfish. Okay. But, I, but I, I do think anytime somebody comes in that's a better player than Jesse, Jesse's going to bow up if you will, you know, get pissed off and, and be like, oh, yeah, what's this kid coming in? Simply because he's going to come and take his playing time or come and take his thunder, if you will. I agree, because, like, he does, he has that, you know, iconic line, just putting on a duck jersey doesn't just make you, doesn't make you a duck. Mm. But remember earlier when they recruit Tammy and Tommy and Fulton? I mean, Jesse recognizes, here are some new kids. Oh, they suck, though, so it doesn't mm. matter. They're fun. Okay. Yeah, they come, come join our lovable, you know, ragtag group of losers where I'm the leader. I'm the biggest shit. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But then you go to D2. He's like the Tracy McGrady of youth hockey in Minnesota. <laughs> like, he's the best player on the worst team, like, forever, like, for his entire career, if he if he had his way. Okay. Shout so, out, Tracy McGrady. <laughs> if you want to come man. on the pod, the <laughs> contact us. But, so, we go to D2, and the newbies come in, and he... He makes fun of Dwayne. He's all hop along Gretzky. Easy to make fun of Dwayne, though. And then, yeah, and then they step up. Like, they get into, like, the shouting match, and he's yelling at Dwayne. So, he seems like he has something for Dwayne. But it seems like he's okay with all the other kids, even though someone like Portman or Mendoza, maybe, might be taking his playing time. So, how did you kind of balance that with what you said earlier? I will say, at that point, maybe he realizes... Yeah, he realized he he was being a, an asshole, really. Because I mean, at the end exactly of exactly where I was going. With well, the end of D one, it's just Banks is. Uh, remember, I guess they have the whole like he calls him cake eater lovingly because he sees that Banks kind of goes puts everything on the line for the Ducks. Also, so, shout out to Jesse for coining cake eater. Yeah, that was a pivotal moment in my life. Yeah, and so I think he's he's grown by D two. But what were you gonna say? Kevin? I, I basically I, I was just gonna say. By the time he gets to D2, he realizes he's never going to be, you know, the number one banana ever again. And number one so banana. By the, <laughs> by Got that, some good analogies here. And... By that point, I mean, he's he, he's kind of, you know, he's he has to accept it. There's nothing else he can do. He can't, he can't be a little bitch anymore. So he's not fighting anymore. Yeah. They can't. may as well have fun and steal the Zamboni and just enjoy exactly. the swamp. Yeah. Okay. He's riding it out. Okay. He's riding it out. So he's grown a little bit. All right. That's good. Good for Jesse, but in D two he continues to call out Gordon. He continues after Gordon, uh, after they lose to Iceland, is Jesse who speaks up first, and then Drew the Cat jumps in and whatnot, and he does it, I guess, multiple times. So is he? He's obviously not the number one banana, and he he realizes this, but. Is he still a, a vocal leader in that sense? Because he is calling these people. He's calling Gordon out again and again. I, I, I think at this point he's become like the dissenter. Like he'll dissent. Whatever happens with the team, he's the one that's going to lead the lead the dissension and just be like, yeah, this is bullshit. Let's, let's go over here, guys, because this is bullshit. Like whatever it happens to be. Do we think that Jesse coined the term Captain Blood? Probably. Terrible nickname. <laughs> I expect better from number three banana. <laughs> At this point, yes. 
Um, but anyway, but yeah, I, I could see him doing that, but only because it's not going his way. Yeah, he's 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 at this point he's become kind of a cancer to the team. He's Ooh. the guy that everybody bitches about because he can't get along with anybody in the locker room at this point in his career. But it seems like they were waiting for somebody, especially after that Iceland game. It seems like the team was waiting for somebody to go after Gordon, and he was the only one that really stepped up. And then they jumped after him. So is Jesse really like hated on this team? Yeah, he more, he's more of a trailblazer, really. He was the he's the one who threw the first rock, I guess, the first stone at Bombay. Because Bombay, I mean, Bombay was being like, Got it was all your fault. He was, you know, all the great coaches are going to blame themselves. Really, they're going to. Mm-hmm. And and so he went in and just like blasted them and Terry I think or not Terry Jesse took guts to you know say something but I mean think about it in any other sports context like the first guy that does that is like the the team cancer that's true unless they needed it unless they realized like oh they needed give somebody to example. wake them up give me a, a real world example when Latrell Sprewell co- choked out his coach <laughs> PJ Carlissimo he needed Shout that out. PJ yeah. if you want to come on the show I'm not talking like a, a choking the coach or anything, but there's team meetings all the time when someone fucking steps up and says, "Hey, we gotta fucking do this." That's that's more to his peers though, not to his coach. Well, Gordon was not being a good coach. Yeah, I think had he to call him out. Seriously, give me a, give me a real world. Someone example. Someone had to call him out. Give me a real world example. Jesse Hall, 1994 Google <laughs> Games Olympics. Solid. We'll take it. All right. Okay, you'll often see players-only meetings in sports. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And during it, it's not just like a friendly powwow. It's not like, all right, you know, if you're holding the pillow, you get to talk. You know, whoever the leader is, there's probably like three or four guys on the team who are going to do it. And then there is going to be people who are just like, well, what about this? What about that? And then, you know, they'll tell them, you know, shut the fuck up, whatever. But like, And then it all kind of comes together. And I think, ter- or, uh, I think, God, I keep doing that. Jesse is the guy who is like the kind of a loud i don't think he's like team cancer but i think he is the guy who's like shut the hell up i'm gonna put you in your place so at this point i mean in d1 when he like was going through maybe i'm not the best guy in the team anymore you know maybe not but i think in d2 he realizes i need to be that guy who can kind of say anything i want because they know i'm doing it for the best of the team not because i'm a little shithead anymore it's a tough line to to tiptoe you know is it because anyway one well, way or the yeah. other he and can also just a complete distraction in D1, the first time, uh, I guess Bombay yells at them. He's like, why the hell won't you just listen to me? And Jesse says, why the hell should we? Mm-hmm. And so I think that also set precedent. You know, the Ducks, they look to him as the guy who's like, hey, you know, you got to say something to coach. Because, you know, obviously no one else really had the the guts to do it. And so by Jesse doing it, I think that kind of, like, helped him. Yeah. I mean, Charlie's not going to say anything. No. Gee's certainly not. Exactly. I'm not. Dwayne, no. Like it's an unorthodox move, but I'm just, I'm just saying that Jesse might not be this like hated person in the locker room that you're saying he is. I'm not saying he's hated. I'm just saying in in most situations where there's there's a player like that, he's portrayed to be a cancer oh, in the okay. locker room. That's true. You know? I okay. I agree, but I think uh, I think Jesse is the exception. All right, moving on. Question. I really want to get into something that I think has been overlooked. He's got that gleam in his eye. He's 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 ready for it. Jesse Hall, one goal in D one, one assist in D two. That's it. Is Jesse Hall really that good? Ooh, Tommy. 
Well, uh, Kevin, <laughs> let's see. I'll, well, I'll go with this. I've never thought he's been that great. I... Well, where did we rank him on our best players? Like for the for the draft, for the draft, or for for pro pro potential? I think we I think he, we saw that he did not go to Eden Hall, so he got out of the game. I that's think true. that was our conclusion there. You know, that's a good that's a fair point. You know, he may have just like, you know, talked a big game. Yeah. I think he I think he's a little overrated. I think most people consider like the top tier Banks, Conway which is overrated, Jesse and Gee and maybe like Fulton. But Jesse, to his credit, he goes first in the shootout and he scores. That's a good point. But outside of that, I would say Portman makes more of a contribution offensively. Even Dwayne or or uh, Kenny Wu might even have <laughs> – not Goldberg. But I think there's Connie. I think there's some role players in there that we don't think of that might actually contribute more than Jesse Hall. I want to bring up an analogy. Okay, is uh, is Jesse like that guy who's on your like your basketball team who's like a really good three point shooter, and all he does is shoot threes? He's a specialist. Is Kyle Korver? But no, no, no. But he thinks he's really good because he can shoot threes, but he can't do something that's basic. Like he can't dribble with his left hand, hmm. and so all you got to do is force him to like drive to the left, and he's going to turn the ball over, and so he gets frustrated, and so he has this like sense of. Maybe ego because oh I can shoot threes or like oh I'm the best player on this. Uh, or on because this. early on in his career yeah. he was the guy. I was about to yeah, say that. exactly. And then it's just he like everyone everyone figures out how to dribble with their left hand or like you know skate better or whatever. Or, Jesse never figured out yeah. how to be a role player. Exactly. Yeah, I think that's where I was going too. He I think he was good at the beginning as we established. He's better than his teammates and his reputation kind of got oh like he's our best player. He's our best player, but. People passed him ahead. So I, I just think he gets a little too much credit there. Because, I mean, he only had two points in, what, like 14 games? that At least portions of 14 games that we saw. So, anyway. Now, spent a lot of time on Jesse. What's the deal with his relationship with Terry? So do we know uh, the age difference there? I always assumed that uh, Jesse was uh, was older. I did too, but I don't think it's that. They're Irish twins. I don't think it's that much. I think I feel like it's like less than a year. They're you like, think it's like uh, like less than a year? Yeah, like, like eleven months. Like like, like, Bam Bam from Jesse's mother. <laughs> bam Bam, indeed. <laughs> Irish twins. That's. Oh yeah, is that the term? Yeah, two brothers are born. Isn't that what it is? Well, two bro- born, born like in the same calendar year or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, but. Jesse, I mean, Terry, he seems to follow Jesse around a lot. They could be like half-brothers or something like that, or oh. step-brothers. Maybe yeah. this is a way, like, their dad, like, uh, they're like step-brothers or something like that. Their dad signed them up for hockey because he thought they could, uh, like, bond that way. But I think in reality, they're probably just really close biological brothers. I mean, they they look the same, so, I mean, good work there. By you know, the people who by the casting director. I didn't want to say it because it's a documentary, but hey, there could be some shady stuff going on. But I mean, really, the big thing with Jesse, 
outside of Terry, which we I don't we really don't know what happened to Terry or what what's going on. Yeah, Terry fell off the face of the earth. Yeah, Terry, Terry even their dad kind of fell off the face of the earth. I guess he was was he there in D two? I don't think so. No. Yeah, I probably couldn't afford it. But the big question with Jesse is the D three question. What happened to him? Okay, we've touched on this in other episodes. Maybe he just he didn't realize that, or he realized that you know I'm not that good anymore, and so maybe he just focused on something else. Maybe or his someone studies, else realized he wasn't that good. That's anymore. a good. That's actually probably more likely. They they were the one to give it to him straight. Wow. So see, but they brought like Russ Tyler, who like couldn't really skate. He just had the knuckle puck. They brought some people over who were questionable. Goldberg. You really think? <laughs> you really think that? The one person they would cut would be Jesse Hall. And maybe it was an attitude thing. I mean, maybe they realized that we don't need this loudmouth kid messing up our chemistry. Or, or for that matter, maybe it had nothing to do with chemistry. And they just didn't want this loudmouth kid at their school. Are you talking about the uh, administration or the team? The administration. Okay. Or whoever, whoever gave out the scholarships or whoever offered the scholarships. Maybe they thought he'd be too much of a hassle and just said, you know, we're not even going to touch it. We're not even going to mess with it. Well, if they do that for, for Jesse, you'd think they'd do that with Portman. And they obviously offered a scholarship to Portman. But I, but somebody but I guess, pulled some strings to get Portman. Bombay. Well, then again, Plus, Portman, Portman has a very real role. He, on he the knows team his at that role point. player. I guess Jesse is just like, look, if you were better, like, if you knew your role, we'd take you, but you don't. So maybe it'd be something like that. Okay. So you're saying. Eden Hall just cut one of their two like black players. Really, is there any sort of racial undertones Well, they they met there? their they met their quota <laughs> with the rest. I'm not sure Eden Hall cut him. I think uh, I think Jesse quit. You think Jesse? I quit? think Jesse quit. Or I think maybe they had some like some parameters or some something that Jesse had to agree to, and he was like, "Fuck this, I'm done. I'm out of here." I just like didn't agree to it. I'll go play in city league. I'll yeah, maybe he, honestly, maybe he just did not want to like leave home, like yeah. going to California. That was tough on him or something. And he he wanted to be home. He didn't want to be. Maybe something happened to Terry. Really, maybe Terry oh. got in an accident and he has to like kind of help. You know, maybe something happened to the dad too. Maybe he like we've touched on this a little bit before too. And so maybe Jesse kind of has to be the man of his family now. And so you know, he's like, hey, I cannot go to Eden Hall. I have to, you know, I have to stay here. I've got to work after school, and maybe I could play a little hockey, but I certainly can't do it at Newton Hall. I think that makes sense more than just him not coming or him not deciding. I feel like if nothing happened, uh, Jesse's father seemed very involved in his life. I feel like Jesse's father would find a way to push Jesse. That's a good point. Into something Eden something must have happened. Yeah, I think that's what happened. And so Jesse, I think now we're deciding that Jesse is definitely older than Terry. And so Jesse, being being the oldest, he is now the father figure. And so he's staying home, you know, got to take Terry because, you know, something happened to Dad. Okay. So something has happened to Terry and Jesse's dad. Okay. So it, what what if it just happened to Terry? Yeah, that's what, something could have happened to Terry where it just either it wrecked Jesse or Jesse now feels the need to stay home and take care of yeah. Terry. His dad, Jesse's dad, might still push. I think. Jesse I think to go in that situation. I though, think he so. would. I okay. think in any situation he would do it. 
he would make sure to push him out the door. You're, this is the best for you. You know, you're going to get a great education. You've got a potential with hockey if you get your head out of your ass. And, you know, this is good for you. So I think it's got to be the dad. Wow. No, maybe it's like, maybe there's like a car accident with Terry and the dad. Oh, yeah, that's rough, man. Yeah, Jesse Hall, sad for sad and ending. Maybe for that's why dad. they spared us uh, yeah, of the knowledge of what happened to them because it was just too it was too tough. Yeah, probably a lot of deleted scenes. Emotionally. Yeah, yeah, that's rough, man. That's a downer. So what happened? Okay, so T- Jesse is out and he's working, you know, trying to support the family. Mm-hmm. I think he still probably <laughs> plays a little bit, like on Sundays. Yeah, so I mean, I'm assuming he like goes to his the factory where his dad works. Well, I think he like, go- he goes to public school. I think. Oh, okay. I think because I think um, or he's he drops going- out. No, I don't think he drops out. I think he still goes to public school because it's what his dad would have want- wanted. But he goes to work like at you know the supermarket right after, or something like that. And or he maybe sells drugs. Oh, Hans comes back. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. Maybe Hans, Hans props him up. Yeah, Hans. Maybe he's like a uh, like a top lieutenant in Hans's organization. Down. Maybe okay. Here's what happens. Here's a situation. <laughs> I'm breaking down for you. Okay, uh, their father dies. Yes. Um, Hans recognizes this, and he knows that. Like Hans could probably talk Jesse into going to Eden Hall, but Jesse he knows that he can't do that because Jesse's Jesse more needs- valuable to him in Hans's pocket. That and I think what he does is, hey, you know, I want you to keep playing hockey and I want you to go to school, but I know you want to get a job. You just work for me. You're going to make a lot more money. You're not going to have to do as much work. And so maybe Jesse thinks, okay, I'm going to work in the skate shop. And maybe it starts like that. Mm-hmm. And then maybe it's, hey, Jesse, I need you to go run this across town. I need you to run these mm-hmm. skates, this snow across town, if you will. Okay. Yeah. I mean, Hans does have a tendency to work on the fatherless children, to kind of become that father figure. That's true. That makes sense. So... So Jesse is rising up the ranks, and you got to figure he's hanging out in the same place as the Ducks, like during the summertime and whatnot. So what happens to their relationship? What happens to his and Charlie's relation? They seem close. Hmm. Well, I mean, does Charlie know? Whenever Charlie wants to get drugs, he goes to Jesse. Okay, so Charlie knows, and Charlie's Charlie's hitting the booger sugar. I would say so. I mean, that kid's way, way too high-strung. He needs some of that booger sugar. Wow. We had so many success stories. Like, Don Tibbles was such a success story. And, and now, Fulton, he's a yeah. successful teacher. The streak had to end, guys. Carp's got his <laughs> loving family to support him. Yeah. And now Jesse, Jesse Drug Kingfin. Now, what happens, though? Does he, does he go the route of Hans and gets out you know, while he can? No. Or does something happen? Does Jesse... I think go Jesse, to prison. does he get picked up? He well, he does, but it's it's because Hans gives him up because Hans tries to save himself. Oh, oh. wow! Hans, Hans doesn't act. give a shit about anybody as much as you guys <laughs> might say he does. Han, yeah, Hans would encourage him to go back to school. Yeah, no, no, that's not gonna no. Well, because Hans, Hans sees like himself as the father of these no, kids. He, no, he yeah. sees himself as the drug kingpin of this drug <laughs> empire that he's built. He does give Hans way too much credit. He's a smart guy. Well, yeah, he's a very smart guy. That's what I'm saying. So does Jesse go to prison or does he get killed? I say he goes to prison. He's serving a 20-year bit and Jessup. Okay, for what? I think Jessup's close. Just dealing or did Jesse Jesse have to take a life or two? 
Well, Jesse's definitely done his... He's done some work. He's put some work in. Oh. Interesting. Okay. What does uh what does Terry think of this, you think? Well Terry Terry's either dead or incapacitated. I mean didn't we not just like in well, a wheelchair? We could we I mean he, he we, might still be able to think for himself. I mean we said that it could just happen to Jesse's dad. Yeah. So I, Terry well, could still be around. I think maybe there's like an accident. Jesse's probably like or not Jesse. Terry's probably running like a youth program trying to keep kids off the streets. Oh maybe he uses like his older brother as uh as an example. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Alright. That's kind of a success story to go out on. Yeah. Terry Hall. It's like a dark counselor. success story. Yeah. I mean, he's just trying to make a difference. Yeah. Sad ending for Jesse Hall. All right. I do want to say, he's doing 20 years. He's up for parole. Let's say he gets it. Does he go back to his old, old ways? Or does he call his old friends the Ducks? Hey, I want you to help me out. Because I think Terry would be there for him. Sequel. Ooh, that is a good sequel. That's a great sequel. Uh, I think... And maybe, maybe they get in like an adult hockey league yeah. to keep him clean. Think- that, I think that's part of the sequel. I don't know. That sounds like a slapstick comedy. I don't want to watch that. No, I think that's part. I think, I think he toes the line. I think he. I think that's like the C story in the sequel. Like Jesse's out, and they they bring him on this team. But he can't stay straight. Him. Yeah, yeah. They're like he's trying. They're trying to work with him to stay straight. A lot to think about. He's like Cuddy in the Wire. Exactly like Cuddy in the Wire. And then he opens a gym. Yeah, and then just a boxing. <laughs> he opens gym. a boxing club. <laughs> All right. Any other thoughts on Jesse Hall? We're gonna have to come back to Jesse Hall on another episode. I think <laughs> okay. the ongoing we saga. Have a sequel to this episode. Yeah. All right. We're definitely revisiting this. Jesse Hall. Things got a little wild. Disappointing ending for Jesse Hall, but he could be on the comeback trail. We don't know. If you have any idea, if, you, if you've seen Jesse Hall rounds, give us a shout. Quackattack.com. Contact us on Twitter at QuackAttackPod. Or iTunes. Keep the five-star streak alive. Give us a five-star review. And remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack.